This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, hey Marge, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Running a growing business means getting the insights you need wherever you are. With Shopify's single dashboard, you can manage orders, shipping, and payments from anywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the United States. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash ifanboy, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash ifanboy now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash ifanboy. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to iFanboy, episode number 70, brought to you by Comichole.com, live from San Francisco. Podcast episode number seventy. I'm Ron, and I'm Eric Connor, and we're in San Francisco at Isotope Comics, mm-hmm. and we're here with the proprietor, James. Hey, I'm James. Hi, thanks for being with us, James, and thanks, thanks for letting for us do us the sh- do the show here. We really appreciate it. It's awesome. We're gonna have a, such a great weekend. Ooh. No, it's okay. No. No. <laughs> for, for our li- <laughs> for our listeners, um, we're recording this on Thursday. But you're going to be hearing it on Sunday, so hopefully we'll still be alive by Sunday. So once again, it's a backwards thing. It's here. a back. It's a time travel podcast. But we're here for WonderCon. Um, which is the convention, the San Francisco convention. Uh, which Good Lord, very- by the time you hear this, we'll have had so much fun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, in addition to WonderCon, there's a lot of great stuff going on here at Isotope, actually. So, well, uh, with you guys. Yes, so, yes, yeah. Uh, we wanted to do, uh, Ron and I have been talking about uh, doing something. Having some fun, right? Yeah, having some fun together. Yeah. And uh, so we thought we'd throw an entire weekend long bash. And uh, that's what it Because it already happened. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what it, we either died during. <laughs> and you're reading about it right. after the fact. Or <laughs> and we're laughing about it now. Or we'll and, have lived. And so the, be glorious. The first one was, um, is going to be Friday night. Tomorrow night we're going on a tiki tour of the fabulous tiki bars of San Francisco with, with Adam Beechin. Writer of Robin. And uh, what else is he? he uh, uh, Teen Titans. Teen Titans, uh, that's right. Oh, right. Taking over and, Teen Titans, that's and right. And also he's the guy who's uh, doing 
DC's Countdown. Right, yes. the writers yeah. of Countdown. Yep. Yep. Adam has sworn to us yeah. that he's not revealing any of the top secret details. Nobody will. They're tight-lipped. They're very, but yeah. I will tell you that... Um, the Tiki Tour is pretty rough, and there's a lot of <laughs> alcohol involved. Well, well tell us, what is, what is the Tiki Tour? What, what, what do we have in store for us tomorrow night? What All is right, that? So San Francisco has been blessed by the Tiki Gods above with some of the, mo- the most number of bars of the Tiki variety anywhere <laughs> in the continental United States. Is there a reason for that, or just a coincidence? Just Good Lord, I have no idea, but it's incredible. <laughs> so, you know, as any um, Tiki-loving, uh, red-blooded American would do, we have invented a tour where we attempt to hit every single bar within the city. That's it's going to be. I'm I'm excited. I'm a big fan of the Tiki bar. So. <laughs> right, it'll be fun. Yeah. There's twelve. You said there's twelve. The uh, most anyone's ever hit is how many? Seven is the maximum that that any human being has ever completed. So no, the the legends tell that yeah. if you can complete the Tiki tour, you will be blessed by the gods with uh, this magical ability called Never Hangover. That's Connor's looking for that. That's what Connor wants. Once you're on about a bar five or six, you want that Never Hangover. Right, yeah, you see it's in your grass, so you can see it. And then Saturday night is the big party we're having. Right. Um, why don't you tell us about that? Well, we're having, uh, we flew in, uh, boy, I don't know how to pronounce it. J.M. Matias. Matias. Or Matias. Matias. whatever. Hopefully we'll find out. Well, that's the first question. <laughs> and he's he's the writer of such. He did the great Spider-Man runs in the eighties. He, 80s he co-wrote Justice League Justice with League. Keith Giffen yes. and Craven's um, Last Hunt. Craven's yep. Last Hunt, absolutely. Yep. Uh, he was doing uh, Vertigo comics ten years before. Yep. Before he was, was Vertigo, pop, you know, yep. Shadow and that Doctor Strange Shambhala book. Yeah, yeah, he's cool. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, it's gonna be a good party. Big he's eyebrows good. too. So yeah. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, the bigger the eyebrows, the better the guy, exactly. right? <laughs> Awesome. Well, hopefully it's going to be an awesome weekend, and we're sure it will be, and hopefully we'll survive it. You said awesome. Oh. Oh, you're, you're screwed. Ah. Just to fill in for anybody who's listening last first, week. and for James, and for Patrick, the intern who's also in the room, is that uh, last week we got a letter from a fan saying that Ron overused the word awesome, and Ron made a pact that if he said awesome in the next two shows... He would then have to read Sandman, which he doesn't want to read. Now, admittedly, oh. <laughs> admittedly, this is an ex- this is an, an extraneous circumstance, and I'm going to throw my my uh, my knees at the mercy of our listeners. <laughs> Hopefully, they understand this isn't the normal show. So we'll start it next week with the normal shows. Wow, that's a loophole. I'm what? tired. No I'm jet lagged. It's not fair. You said it not only once but twice within two sentences. I know. Well, I like the word awesome. It's all right. What if but... you do it one more time during this podcast? All right, that's fair. That's Sandman's fair. Sandman's on. Yeah, and I have to turn the cure on and re- start reading the Sandman and put on my black and put on my fishnets and, <laughs> and put on my eyeliner. This be... is why we get letters. <laughs> this is exactly why we get letters. So, um, all right, cool. Yeah, so we're psyched to be here in San Francisco. And I still is a fantastic store. We love, we yeah. love this store. We wish this store was in New York. Yeah. Yeah, we really do. We, I, yeah. we like our stores. We like our stores, but we, we, we know it's, we a, it's, it's, a, it's a store with personality. Which, yes. which uh, honestly, Rocket Ship in Brooklyn is probably the only store that comes close as far as personality. You know, but it doesn't have that fun factor, which I think is a San Francisco thing. I don't know if you could do this in New York. I don't know. I don't. Th- I don't know I don't if know. you could. Because New, York, New Yorkers kind of like to stand there with their arms crossed and just look at you like, <laughs> like you're annoying them. Well, San Francisco everybody seems to be here. They want to have fun here. You know? That's so, why people move here. So yeah. They want to do some crazy thing or see some crazy thing or do yeah. some crazy thing. Yeah, Lord That's knows. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> the craziness, right? So, um, all right, well, typically on the podcast, and our listeners are probably getting annoyed because we're, we're veering off of our normal um, our normal uh, schedule or, or program. Format. Format. But um, normally we talk about the week's books that came out, um, but we want to give James an opportunity because you haven't read this week's books yet because you're just so busy, right? Uh, but what have you been reading that's pretty good? Well, that I do have to say yeah. um, that Captain America does, too, have 
a MySpace page. <laughs> he is one of my MySpace friends, oh. so screw that. He's got a fucking MySpace page. Sorry about that. No, no, we, no we, fuck we, it. Go we, for it, man. We don't we give a shit. We curse all the time. <laughs> so Captain America is on MySpace. He's I'm, on I, MySpace, well, and yeah. he has more friends yeah. than Iron Man does. <laughs> <laughs> so now we know who won the Civil War, doesn't Absolutely. it? <laughs> That's awesome. And the beautiful thing is, yeah. is that Cap kept Iron Man in his top eight. <laughs> oh, that's the, he's a better you know, person. He, he, well, he feels remorse about that. Well, yeah, he just exactly. where's, where's he thinks line? Tony's going to come around. Yeah. Eventually, you know? So so why do you think he, I mean, he kept it in Civil War Frontline. He got asked if he knew what MySpace was or anything. Well, Civil War Frontline number 11 uh, was not the pick of the week. It was not. Oh, good Lord. No. Uh, oh, my God. It was It awful. was where the series went totally off the rails. Where? The, it, it didn't. I think it's not where I think the train already went off the rails. This is where the train exploded. Okay. It crashed and exploded that. in yeah. number 11. This one, it made Cap look like a fool, like a, an idiot. It made him look like an out-of-touch... Um, old fogey. Old fogey. And, yeah. and it also made Tony look even worse, which I didn't think was even possible. Yeah. And this was supposed to be the big balancing factor of Civil War, you know, like it was going to... You know, like it was going to provide both sides. Yeah, it, was gonna, it, made, yeah. it made anybody who, who likes anything but heroin and YouTube <laughs> and MySpace yep. yeah, exactly. into the villain. Yep. Screw that. You're, you're not now, a real... Paul Jenkins is also on MySpace, but he is not one of my MySpace. Oh, he's not. Yeah. You, can't, you can't like or defend America if you're not a proprietor of YouTube and don't watch NASCAR and don't ridiculous. watch The Simpsons. That's garbage. Isn't there a NASCAR car that has Captain America on it? I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, doesn't the A in NASCAR stand for America? <laughs> doesn't it? But then there's also the fact they turned Tony into a war profiteer, which now now you've taken him out of the. All right, before you, you thought he had like a moral gray area where he thought he was doing the right thing, but you may not have liked what he did. But now you're turning him to well, he's doing this and he was profiting ninety million dollars off of the war. Yeah. yeah, which makes him despicable. Yeah, it was a. It, it turned a, him into Halliburton. It's yeah, just, uh, <laughs> it was just bad. It just it, and the whole thing. The thing. The thing that's wrestled that, that I've had a hard time with Civil War Frontline has been that I like Paul Jenkins as a writer. Me too. But. He's not my MySpace friend. It shows that, yeah. But but like with the, with, do you remember the the book he did with, during the decimation thing? That uh, or no, the, was it? It was the same kind of book as, as Frontline. It was telling the stories of the mutants who got affected by the House of M. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, that, that whole thing. Good. It was a great concept, and then it fell flat on his face by the end of the series, and the same thing happened again. And you know, and I don't know. It's just it's it's just there's a huge disappointment. The, 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 I, I'm less worried about the Civil War delays than I was worried about this book, and the fact that this book was such a failure. So. Are you going to buy the Hulk, World War Hulk Frontline book, which is basically the same book doing with the, the same characters? Really? Yep. Oh, jeez. Did they register Frontlines.com, by the way? Does anyone they check that They probably did. Yeah, because they said in here they bought Frontlines.com. That was going to be, you know. Do you like the fact that Ben Yurich has now quit? He quit the view? Well, what's funny is I was talking to Josh on Wednesday because Josh stopped buying this book because he hated it so much. And <laughs> I, I gave this to him and said, you have to read this because it's so awful. Yeah. And um, he said, when does Ben Yurich quit the Daily Bugle? I said, well, like. Two issues ago. I said, this, this something that big cannot happen in a, in a book like this. Yeah, yeah. He's, so. he's got to work at the Bugle, and he's, he can't be as nebbish as he was in that. He was like Woody right. Allen in this when he's, when he's stoic and Daredevil. He's, he's like he's hard boiled, and he's got yeah. the cigarette, and Daredevil yeah. looks like uh, like an old school yeah, reporter. Not good. But let's let's talk about um, Runaways. Yeah. Which so was Ru- your pick Runaways of the number twenty four was the pick of the week this week, um, and Brian K. Vaughan's last issue of, of Runaways. Um, um, I what's one of those things since we've been doing the podcast we've never picked Runaways and it's always one of we those, have a couple of, no it's not since we've done the, the podcast right, yeah right, okay. since we've been doing the site we have a couple of times but it's one of those books that has always just been stand up awesome um, up for me up until the last two years though I felt as if it kind of wavered a little 
But for some reason, when I was reading this issue of, of Runaways number 24, I'm like, I've got to pick it. And I didn't even know it was his last issue. I mean, I talked to you afterwards. I was like, is this his last issue? He's like, yeah. I was like, damn. And the reason why I wanted to know is because I wanted the next issue. Right. And we finally got resolution to this big, this big whole plot line, which I'm not going to get into the details of. And I don't actually have the book in front of me, so I don't even know. It well, it's good because I'm yeah. only reading in trade paperback. So, I don't, so you don't even I'm know what happened. Yeah, yeah, and James didn't even read it. So. Um, but not yet. Not yet. I don't, so I don't want to ruin oh, it for everybody. By the time but, they hear the title. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> baby. But, um, but, what, but, but, my head. but I got the idea of what Vaughn was doing this whole past year with Runaways. And, Does it all and, make sense at the end? Well, yeah, because I felt that the first series, that first volume, it was such a great concept. It was like, okay, these kids, they're the kids of supervillains, and they find out, and they want to be good, and they run away, and they form their own team, they're going to be good. And it was a great concept. But then he ended it. Like, he came to resolution at the end of that yeah. first series. And so the second series, I always felt this was a little wavering, but I finally understood that this, this volume was about them growing up and them getting older. Like, they're turning 18, they're getting, you know, they're getting more mature, they're dealing with their powers, and that whole sort of thing. And, and the choices that come with it. And this issue, I thought, really solidified that kind of idea of growth because you saw every character grow in a, in a unique way. That's interesting. Yeah, so I, I thought it was Are good. you going to continue to buy when Joss Whedon starts writing? Well, yeah, it's Joss Whedon. I mean, well, it's yeah. not, I'm not going to assume for you. Right, yeah. Well, I think it's interesting that Whedon's following up Vaughn and, like, actually Whedon has a tough act to follow. That's right. Good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, Excellent. And yeah. Vaughn is stepping in and writing an arc of his, the Buffy comic. Right, yeah, because now they're like BFF now. Right. So LA and all and that stuff. And the thing that comes in between, yeah. that recap issue that no one ever reads, yeah. um, is uh, actually one of my customers, one of my oh. regulars. And this is one of those beautiful, like, wipe a tear from your eye stories <laughs> that somebody should make some crappy TV movie out of. Yeah. But uh, Mindy, uh, Mindy Owens, the biggest Runaways fan yeah. on the planet. She uh-huh. made up a little Runaways website oh, cool. and all over the internet promoting Runaways from the beginning. Like, yep. huge, massive, massive fan. Yeah. And uh, never wrote a comic before in her life. Never really thought about writing a comic before in her uh-huh. life. Um, they solicit for this one-shot issue that's going to recap yeah. and catch everybody up. And uh, C.B. Sobolski, who's the writer on it, yeah. asks Mindy to co-write it with him. So not only... Is she going from the biggest fan in the world to like writing her favorite comic ever made? Yeah. But she's going to get that check with Spider Man. Awesome. Yeah. Frame <laughs> that. Yeah. That was great. Cover. That's awesome. A beautiful story. Yeah. That's yeah. Oh, I didn't she, even know that. That's awesome. She had it for mind with like. Ex- just she's trying to be cool about it. But she's totally <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, that's, that's so cool. That's wow, that cool. is a tear yeah, to your eye. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's, and, uh, a, that's a Mike Romo wiped a tear from your eye. It's my contacts. It's okay. It's a valid excuse. It's so. like um, uh, Marky Marky needs to play her in the movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. So, Doctor Strange, Let's another Brian, Brian K. Vaughn. K. Vaughn. This is also The last issue. Of Does Vaughn have anything left at Marvel anymore? Does he now that he's done with Strange? Just, and, and We should know because he just told us. Right, yeah, no, I don't. But I don't remember anything yeah. from last weekend. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. That was you, a... Go to the go to the video show. That question's answered. But um, yeah. this is also the end of a Brian K. Vaughn series, Doctor Strange Oath Number Five, and this 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 was a really enjoyable miniseries. And I, I yeah. don't read much Doctor Strange. You've got a Doctor Strange costume. In You're your a big store. Doctor Strange fan, right? Have you, you been Doctor happy Strange with fan? it? Yes, I have uh, this facial hair because of Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> I'm big nerd. <laughs> so, <laughs> did, did, did you like this miniseries? Yeah, I love it. Now, I haven't finished it. Right, yeah. Right. Well, we won't but tell you what happened. We well, how have you felt about the char- his characterization, the way he's been written? Because well, they've been writing him kind of funny recently. Kind of British a little? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was it was a kind of a, a change from the way Garth Ennis wrote him as this huge asshole. Right. Or the way that Peter Milligan wrote him as the, the guy who couldn't use the toilet. And right, yeah. <laughs> couldn't get laid. Um, <laughs> so, but it was really, I, I thought it was He was good. sort of a dashing, he's sort of a yeah. dashing yeah. character. He's, he's also sort of, I don't know if you guys watched the show House, he's sort of House-ish. In this, yeah. Uh, kind of 
arrogant and abrasive, but still lovable and right. a yeah. sex symbol. Because I mean, yeah. Well, and Josh had a big problem with him saying like "ghastly" when he held the gun and stuff like that, and that, that you can't say "ghastly" with an American accent, you know, and that. And I never, I never thought about Doctor Strange, but Doctor Strange has always been aristocratic. I always thought. He's I was, traveled overseas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's been to Europe a couple yeah. of times. Yeah. <laughs> this may be really. I mean, I've I've not read a lot of Doctor Strange historically. People yeah. seem, um, a lot of creators seem to love Doctor Strange. Whenever they they're asked who they want to write, you can tell that Brian K. Vaughn loves, loves Doctor Strange. Right. I massive. wish this was an ongoing series. Right. Yeah. Totally. This is a lot of. Well, fun that's to the read. big challenge. We always said that the creators always say they want to do Doctor Strange series, and nobody's been able to do it since the '70s. And but now I think Vaughn did it, and unfortunately, it was only for five issues. But this was very good. One could hope that it'll, they'll come back and do more. Flash, Fastest Man Alive, uh, number nine. The first, People are really excited about it. First issue, Mark Guggenheim yeah. writing. Um, the DeMeo, um, Beasley, Bilson er- era is over. Um, I, Ron, Ron loves the Flash. I love the Flash. Flash is my DC guy. My DC He's character. got a big print yeah. of the Flash in his, in his living room at home. Love it. Um, the first, I bought the first two issues. And, and I, Patrick, will, the intern is in here. He'll know this because he and I started reading... Buying comics at the same time, junior high school together. It's from the same store, Westside Comics, 86th Street. And with Flash number 50, which was in like 1992, I haven't bought a Flash issue up until the last three months or so when, this, when I had dropped this book. And it was very painful to do and it was very traumatic to do because I love the Flash. Right. So did you but buy this one? That was so bad. But this was great. Yeah. Oh, good. It was, yeah, this it was, was great. Well, here's okay, the thing. Good. Here's the thing. It was, it was really good. It wasn't great. No, and the writing. The was writing great. was great. If this is how the writing's gonna be, like Guggenheim gets it. He gets he gets the idea of a young Flash it, it, trying he, to come into his own. He gets the narration. Uh, uh, Bart has his own personality. He's got the. You, you need that that feeling of the history of the Flashes yep. and the characters stuff like that. My only problem is the art. Not so much. But the thing, I, I let it go because Tony Daniel's coming on in a few Ooh, months. Oh, Tony Daniel, really? Ooh, He's yeah. coming on as a new regular artist, so I'm this, letting it go. But this guy this felt was, to me like a, a Todd Nock ripoff. It was just a lot of fun. Which is like, think about that yeah. statement. <laughs> it's kind of what he looks like. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, definitely. I mean, I think but it was, it was a lot yeah, of yeah, fun. Yeah. I mean, like, it's definitely Todd Nock. Yeah, but it was a lot of fun. He nailed, uh, Guggenheim nailed it. I'm sorry. He, he gets flashed. I was yeah. really looking forward to this because I loved his Wolverine run. Yes. Yeah. Um, one of the few good things to come out of Civil War, yeah. I thought. And this was great. It was really good. It was, I loved and now it. I think, for me, I, I don't, Guggenheim might be one of those writers where I'll, I'll check out his next thing. Just based off the name, because oh really? I, not that much. I've only read Wolverine. Certainly, I gave him when I did my orders. He got he got really good orders because Wolverine really, really? Yeah. yeah, Wolverine it's was like, great. It came yeah. out of nowhere. Like I what else has he my done? Retail though? dollars on that. <laughs> we 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 had that reaction on the website. People loved Wolverine, and people never read Flash. We're going to buy this issue because yeah. they loved Wolverine. This yeah. is, I mean, this this made me so happy this week. Right. Yeah. Um, another resurgent book I think is Green Lantern number seventeen. Have you read Green Lantern, James? Yeah. yeah. Do you I'm, like it? I'm or? an old school Green Lantern I'm, fan. I'm an old Hal guy. I saw your avatar on the yeah, on the uh, on the Comic Geek Speak forum. Yeah, that yeah. was that was pretty good. What have you What have you thought of Jeff Johns' run so far? Um, I thought that Green Lantern Rebirth was yeah. one of the most glorious things. It was awesome. Man, it was yeah. like every issue was a it's another brilliant one. piece of art. And then the following series has was been, yeah, hum. It's been all right. Yeah. This this storyline. This is the second issue of the storyline. Has been great. Yeah, awesome. Um, I, I'll agree with James. The beginning. The, ser- the miniseries was great. The series itself was yeah. was very yeah. ho hum. Remember, remember, there was a long delay that one. Yep. There was a couple issues where we didn't know what the hell was going on. This the guy with the big head. Yeah, this is great. This is uh, Abin Sir's son coming back to re- reclaim the ring. Great, great plot. I mean, great. I mean, and they've done this before. We've had we've seen Abin Sir's son with right. Kyle Rayner fought him, but it's a different spin on him. And this is the issue where we get introduced, and I don't, you haven't read it yet, but you know, you, you tell, the Sinestro, no. the Sinestro corpse yeah. gets established as its core. Gets a, a corpse, a core, core. core. It's like the Marine Corps. The Sinestro core um, gets established in this issue, and 
it's just and well, I don't want to I'm not going to ruin it they've but there's they've been building up to that because that's cool there, and there's something that's a great idea and yeah. the way they introduce it yeah. was awesome was yeah, so the very there's, a, there's one panel there's one page that you're going to love that was just like oh. yeah just the, 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 fir- the first um, person the ring the yellow ring goes after it's awesome yeah so I awesome. oh, oh Sandman no son of a high five <laughs> Uh, show me, show me, show Josh me. Josh has got all the trades. <laughs> He'll be more than happy to lend it to you. But it was back to Green Lantern. It was it was good. This storyline is great, and um, yeah. I know Josh bought the last this one and the last one, and I think he really liked them too. Um, yeah, which is he's catching up. No more Shark Men. Yeah, the the Shark Men was bad. Old. Yeah, here you go, Patrick. Patrick wants to read it now. <laughs> there you go. And um, X Factor number sixteen, which is the still remains the sleeper X book of. This, I'm, I, I defy Peter David and the creative team to do a bad issue of X Factor. Impossible. It's impo- impossible. There hasn't been a single it's so great. issue that that has. They it. did all those crossovers. Yeah. and Made it look like they handled the it perfectly. Thing in the world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was amazing. He's an old pro. And he's going to be great when he's editor in chief at Marvel. You think that? You think that's what's going to happen? No, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, Augie's nominating Dan Slott to be editor in chief. Yeah, he'd be good too. yeah, Dan Slott would be good. This, so. this, what I loved about this issue was, and I'm going to have to ruin it for James. I'm sorry, but um, go for it. Uh, this was a great moral quandary issue. Yeah. Uh, J- uh, Jamie's going around the world getting his dupes back. You know, he wants his he wants to reclaim his soul. His soul's scattered all over the world. He's getting his dupes back. He comes and finds a dupe who's got a happy family life. He's got a wife and a kid, and he yeah. doesn't want to be he doesn't want to be brought back into into Jamie Prime. And it's and it's yeah. like, what is Jamie going to do? Is he going to ruin this family's life? Because now he's not just taking the dupe back, but he's going to he's going to take a fa- father yeah. away from a kid and yeah. take a, from a, a husband away from a wife. And it was awesome. It was great. You said it. I'm <laughs> allowed to say it. I didn't get the money you did. <laughs> you read no. Sandman. I, I've not read Sandman. <laughs> the truth comes out. I'm going to have to loan you guys some Sandman. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> I, I fell off a truck onto my computer, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Ron and I both can't, were of the age where... When we were in our formative years, Sandman readers were. A Sandman keeps coming back. Yeah, I mean, we, and we talked about this yeah. last time I was hanging out here. It was it was the Sandman of the mid '90s meant meant something, and it, that meant goth. And it meant black you know, fingernail polish. Yeah, yeah, and Sisters of Mercy. But and, it's not that know. I don't want to read it. It's not <laughs> right. that I don't want to read it. But what, Ron, what did you think of? X-Factor? I loved it. I thought it was actually X Factor was a close second to the pick of the week um, because I because I really liked the theme of the book, which was um, which I forget the big word that it was. I don't want to say it was redemption. It, no, it was, no, uh, it was um, Dominion. Dominion. Yeah, that's what it was. Dominion was the and it was really. And the, the idea of having a weight off your shoulders at the end, that's as what happened at the end of the, basically that's what happened at the end of the book. Um, the Jamie that was out in the wild has a weight lifted and it's, just, it's kind of, you know, he can breathe again. Um, and I thought that was really, really good. And, and I love it when the writer is able to get that tone across in the story. Because these are comics, they're pictures, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, and when you can get that kind of emotion across in a comic, I, I'm there. I'm totally, I this one it. grabbed me because when, when the kid shows up, and yeah. you realize the full magnitude of what's happening. I was like, you know, I got it in the chest. Yeah. Like, you know, what's going to happen? Yeah. You're going to totally ruin this family. And all the while, keeping a subtle plot line going with the Monet Teresa stuff in Paris, with the mutant stuff. Like, I mean, that, that's you keep you got. So you've got the ongoing thing. You got what Jamie's going on. I am a little curious what's happening back in New York with Guido and all the rest of the team. But I'm sure I could, we'll find I could out. do without Guido. I love Guido. Guido's great. Strong guy's the. Yeah, great great character. He's got the great. worst character design that's ever been. Oh, you're just with the big jealous. <laughs> I love the little glasses, the, little the, glasses curl. And the curl. Yeah. I love Guido when he was Lila Cheney's bodyguard in the X Men in the '80s. 
Lila Cheney, the, the intergalactic uh, teleporter slash pop star. <laughs> Remember those, those, yes. those X-Men books? You never read that song. I it was genius. That, it was great. And, and uh, Dazzler played keyboards in her band. <laughs> so anyway. Um, but um, one thing about X-Factor that I actually love is, the, is, just the, is now that they've got the established um, uh, creative team. No more art shuffling. Right. And yeah. Pablo Ramondi's um, uh, pencils are just, just beautiful. I was, re- I was really worried when they when Ryan Souk left. Yeah, oh, I was like, was so now good. it's how is it going to be as good? And we were and so been just as we're good. so amazed because they kept jumping artists but and it didn't, it didn't really affect good. the quality of the book. Yeah, yeah which much. never happens. Yeah, that never happens. Really yeah, but huh. didn't didn't we talk to them and they said they're going to have to have fill in artists for him? Well, yeah, Pablo said that he can't do a monthly book. Which don't get me started. So they'll have a fill in once in a while. Yeah, who can't? Yeah, exactly. Steve McNamee can't. But. But yeah, but so they'll have a fill-in once in a while. But they've got that established team, and they're working on it. And if he does ten issues out of a year, and there's two fill-ins in the yeah. year, I'll deal with that. That's fine. You know, that's, that's great. how did you feel yeah. about the cover? I know Ron, Ron Ron's pet peeves is the cover not affecting the, the content. Yeah, I I I tried to look past that. I I hate it when the cover doesn't reflect what happens in the book. Okay. Or when that's the, why you're not a Sandman fan. Although yeah, that's exactly <laughs> why. In fact, finally, you've been able to, thematically yeah. it works. Thematically, it fit. That's why I kind of passed it. You know, uh-huh. but um. I mean, I just can't stay. Well, same thing with the Flash. I mean, the Flash is just—it's just a splash page of right, uh, that, Bart that through the time, you know, like, like something completely different. Right? Happening. Yeah, I know. Like, like all the civil, like that—that—that that, that Civil War cover with the Punisher, Captain America, and Spider-Man fighting, and it's like, and that never. Yeah. And then the three of them were never together. And you and, wanted to see that fight, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Or the Civil War number five when when all Spidey's villains are beating him up, and yeah. and that never happened either. That's just the, there's also that fam- the famous one I always come back to is that Hulk cover where they're Captain America, the Hulk, and. Uh, maybe even Iron Man, which make, would be ironic. We're watch, watching TV yeah. on a couch yeah. for no yeah. reason, and then there's right. Yeah, that was so weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, was, that was that was no. That was Peter a spider. It was a Spider-Man cover. Yeah, no, no. Was, there was a Spider-Man cover that Garney there. Was drew. A, there was, no, there was yeah. a Hulk one. There's right, a Hulk and then one. There's, there's a new one. There's yeah, a yeah, Spider-Man yeah. one. It was oh. Spider-Man, Iron Man, yeah. and Captain America watching TV, and I was like, what? Yeah. Um, uh, Daredevil this week was Brubaker's. If you saw our interview with Brubaker a couple of weeks ago on the video show, he talked about his desire to write a romance comic. And then nobody will let him write a romance comic. And now we found out why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not so good. Not that it wasn't bad. It was good. I mean, the best thing about it though was the cover. Was the John, the, the John, John Romita cover. cover? It was oh, and the, the cover dress was the old Marvel cover dress. It was perfect. It was yeah, great. it did. Um, it was just heavy in narration. It was that Mila chick talking. It was a little and, heavy. Yeah, it was, it, and didn't you know? I don't know. It was all right. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't. It wasn't a strikeout for anybody else. Yeah. It would have been good, right? But for Brubaker, yeah, a problem, a little, with, Bru- a low. Yeah. problem with Brubaker is his standards are so high. Yeah, right. That's you, tough. You really expect a lot out of that guy. Yeah, yeah, you do. So and you should because. Yeah. Because he's got a high level, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. But I'm sure he'll be back next week. Month will be a good one. So, did you notice the art? I mean, did you? What did you think of the art? I mean, it was. Lee, I didn't even notice it. It was right? Lee Weeks. Who's the? I saw Lee Weeks' name, and it didn't look like Lee Weeks. It was. It was. It was Lee Weeks done in a Michael Lark style. Yeah, yeah. which I thought was interesting. Why not just get Michael Lark? I don't know. I, know. <laughs> like, why not I just don't let, know. Why not just let Lee Weeks do what he does? Like. It was good though. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. What did Lee Weeks and do? Lee Weeks Why do I classic, know that name? He's a classic yeah. Daredevil artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah that's what. Yeah, yeah. He did Daredevil in the nineties. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I never recognized. It was really good. Did he good do? Run. Did he yeah. do? Yeah, it was real good. Yeah, oh, he didn't good. do the armor run. That wasn't that. No. that was he ended right before Scott. <laughs> Scott McDaniel did the Daniel, armor run. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that was miserable. You remember that? Yeah, he had the claws. Yeah. With spikes on his hands. Oh, it was so bad. Um, all right. So, did anything else come out this week that was noticeable, notable that you? I had a, I had a fuck of a week. Last week, I got, I got to jump in here. Here's why I haven't read this week's books. Yeah. Because last week, Fantagraphics put out these beautiful, fantastic Love and Rockets books. Oh, really? And if you've never read Love and Rockets, I got to tell you, it's a really great book. And this is the first time in forever that they've put the books in a format that more than just 
the fanographics readers will like because yeah. you know it used to be a magazine. Right, it was and oversized. Then they were all of these yeah. oversized yeah. trades, yeah. and then they came out with these like fifty dollar hardcovers, which were great, but yeah. they're heavy as hell, and that's not so much fun to read. Right now, they've got fifteen dollars. It's the oh, wow. most bang for your buck out of any comics on the shelf right now, oh, wow. and they're. Fucking awesome! I might have to pick that up because I well because now I love I mean I I, I saw Love and Rockets like in the '90s when I was on my indie hunt like when I just discovered yeah. indie and I was just like oh I want to check this out and then when they came back when they went back to the title started doing it in the early 2000s I picked it up but then I dropped because it just got weird and I didn't right. know what was going on but I've always wanted to go back and get right. everything it's kind of like Cerebus kind of thing where I want that in my library right you know, these deal- much more than Cerebus yeah because. If you've read Cerebus, it yeah. goes off the rails. <laughs> a little bit, yeah, it's just a little, little bit. bit. But, right. but yeah, those Love and Rockets, you have yeah. to pick them up. They're cheap as hell. They're really thick. The paper's yeah. good. The cover design on them is great. It's like the best thing in the store. Are these right the now. original stories? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's no, the the, be- honestly, it's the best thing in my store right now. The, Hern- the Hern- Hernandez brothers are like such... I think important creators. Well, they're that, indie icons, and yeah. but they get but they get com- right now they get completely underscored or yeah. underrated. You know what I mean? Like right now, like five bucks is a lot of the people listening to the show or that come to ifanboy.com don't really know why they're. It's like one of those things. Why are the Hernandez brothers important? I, and, I think that if you're if you're a, a comic fan and you're reading stuff like uh, Why the Last Man and yeah. Fables yeah. and. Um, uh, if you like next wave, yeah. like any of those kind of things, you gotta read those those Love and Rockets books because yeah. they're they're funny, they're fun, they have great characters, and uh, they're they're like yeah. I mean, great stories. Some stories get a little wacky. Some stories get a little yeah. emotional. Some stories, I mean, like it truly is. It's, it's Love life. and Rockets. It's, it's, it's Love and life. Rockets. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's great. like Mad Men. Yeah, where it's not quite like anything else. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's it's such a must read. That's a great pick. And they're yeah, cheap. Yeah, you got like you gotta get it. That's genius. Oh, that's good. I definitely gotta pick that up now. That's awesome. Yeah, no. I like those so much because yeah. the two books came out last week and I was so excited about those yeah. that on Tuesday I got caught up on all my justices. Uh, I was like, yeah, yeah. you know, Love and Rockets <laughs> was so great. I think I'll read Justice. <laughs> <laughs> Did it pay off? Or? Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I dropped that after two or three issues, Justice. I just couldn't do it. The problem with justice is it, it comes good up. all together. I, yeah. I didn't. I didn't like it reading it slow. Yeah, yeah. But reading it fast and yeah. a big fat chunk was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. that's. I, I suspect that's true. Yeah, I don't know. It Just came out so infrequently. It's hard to keep a thread of storyline going. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's why I stopped reading it. I only read the the first couple issues, and I was like, oh, I'll get to that later. Right. And then Love and Rockets made me go. Oh, maybe I'll go find those issues. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that, that I want to pick those up. I have all scattered Love and Rockets stuff. I was just talking about Love and Rockets to a friend of mine because she's a big fan of them, and it was just and. It's just uh, that's, I'm glad that you brought that up. That's so cool. So, um, so yeah, no. But this week I bought like 16 books, and so reading the, doing the pick of the week this week was just the pain in the ass because I just well, yeah. so much. we're also yeah. getting ready to come here. And it yeah, was, exactly. It was, it was it's and not to mention that my stack of like non weekly books, you know, much thanks to the last the last time I came out here, the isotope <laughs> is like it's literally like two feet high. Yeah, it it's is. like she it's showed like it to huge, me on his, on his dresser. It's like a ridiculous stack. It's awful. Sorry. So I know what was the coolest thing I sent you home with. Um, the coolest thing probably was the Billy the Kid book, uh, yeah. which was the exact title of that. Yeah, uh, uh, Billy the Kid's old timey old, tales, old time western oddities. Or yeah, something, something like that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and I'm, I'm, yeah, and I'm like halfway through that right now yeah. um, uh, because I was reading the Motley Crue book because <laughs> 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 I wanted to get that back to you. Yeah. But, 
But um, but yeah, the uh, the Billy the Kid one was it's it's basically Billy Kid Billy the Kid after he he didn't die. Pat right. Garrett didn't kill him. Well, that's and, not a big controversy. Right. Yeah, and right. he gets away, and so he gets recruited um, to go to Europe and to fight um, Frankenstein. Right. Or right. is it Dracula? I'm not up to the point where they're actually no. they're, they're <laughs> gathering a team. Yeah, yeah, we'll find out. So it's it's hysterical. It's great. Eric Powell's. I mean, it's yeah. honestly it's Eric Powell who does the goons. Yeah, so which I've never read of, the goons. So it's, it's my introduction to him. Lost, it's one of his like lost treasures. That, yeah. That like there's a lot of goons. Wait, you haven't read The Goon? I haven't read The Goon. I know. Good I Lord. That's what I hear. I know. I've heard it. All right. Well, you're not leaving this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I have no more money. It's not good. Is this similar but, to that book you got me for Christmas? The Goon is yeah. like if Will Eisner tried to make Hellboy. Interesting. Think about that. Whoa. You just blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> what, was that, what was that Western book that was really wacky you got? Oh, oh. Te- uh, the um, Iron West. Iron West. By Doug Tenapel. Yeah, is yeah, is that, it similar to that? No, no. This is... Uh, not no, not at all. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> Because that one's more wacky robot cartoony kind of stuff, yeah. and this is more a little more serious. Yeah, serious. a little more serious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It sounds goofy. Yeah, but it's a little yeah. It, it does. It does get serious. Yeah. So Interesting. Um, but I, what I did read last time, last time I was on stove, I bought. I spent 150 bucks on books, and I bought. Yeah, you left um, a lot of stuff. But I bought. Uh, I finally got to catch up on Jamie S. Rich's um, "Love the Way You yeah. Love," or, or I forget that exact title. That's of it. it. Yeah, "Love the Way You Love." Yeah, and um, I mean it's great. I mean because it's 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 like Scott Pilgrim without the wacky. Yeah, um, it's you know romance. It's, it? about, it's about a guy, a guy who's in a band and he sees a girl. That's what you've been looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he's been dying for ro- a good romance. I love, I, yeah, I love the I love the, the teen romance, the teen heartache. I like actually I saw at the con, at the New York con this past weekend. I picked up the first volume of Amelia Rules by Jimmy Gallman. Yeah, really good. Because um, my niece's name is Amelia, and so I, I got him to sign it for. Her. But he did a title called Shades of Grey back in the '90s that was like. Total melodrama, soap opera, <laughs> Dawson's Creek teen romance, teen love, and I loved it. And I, I thought he was like, not that he's old, but I thought he was like our age or whatever. So I go to his table, and he's like, you know, he's an old dude. And I was just like, I was like, oh, I love Shades of Grey. And he's like, oh, thanks so much. It was very cool. But um, but love the way you love is is very much in that kin where it's you know, guys in a band meets a girl, she's engaged to a guy who's running a label, wants to sign the band, so you got a love triangle going on. Lots of Brit pop. Sure, this wasn't the Motley Crue book. No, it wasn't <laughs> the Motley Crue. Um, lots of Britpop references, which I love. Right, you're um, a fan of Phonogram. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I love Phonogram. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, so it totally hit for me on all the things. The only thing is the art is a little too big-eyed, kind of, you know, well, cartoony. Like Scott Pilgrim a little bit. Well, not, no, but not, Scott Pilgrim's not, not as manga as Scott yeah. Pilgrim. Yeah, you know, uh, or manga or whatever. Manga. You know what manga. you need? You need what? those Love and Rockets books. I know, I do. You got, I know. Look at, you're always selling. Look at you, must, you must be looking forward then to Alex Robinson's next work, which... He told us it's the high school, his high school. Book. No, I don't know about that because his, his thing is more about you know death to jocks. He said it was like it was like <laughs> it was like kind of like the high school class struggle type thing. I got. To, I'll read it. Uh, I think Alex Robinson. I know Josh, who's Josh, who couldn't be here. He's back in New York celebrating his birthday. So everybody wish Josh a happy birthday. Um, yeah, happy birthday, Josh. It was a couple of days ago, but still. Um, uh, Josh is a big fan of Alex Robinson. My my criticism of Alex Robinson is I don't really like the cartoony nature of the art. Like I don't think the art was as good. I thought the writing was stellar. You know, but like, you know, and what it was is that I, he, Josh handed me box office poison saying, oh, if you like Strangers in Paradise, you'll love this. And I was like, this isn't anything like Strangers. <laughs> like, the art in Strangers is good, you know, but, um, well, it's, just your, yeah, it's a mean, different, it's a different style. Right. So that's all. And Love the Way You Love is a little more like the Alex Robinson kind of cartoony Absolutely. style, not the manga Scott Pilgrim okay. kind of style. Yeah, so. But the, the best book that I picked up recently in trade that I've been reading was, Project X Challengers Seven yeah. Eleven. Oh, you like that one? As which well? was this? Yeah, which is now the second one I got. 
which is for those of our listeners who remember that um, we love. Yes, th- thank you to the iFanboy readers. Who oh yeah. Either come into my store or go to other stores and pick up uh, Project X Cup Noodle. Yeah, well, Amazon guys, thanked us because yeah. we sold a lot through that. Yeah, you yeah. Guys rock. yeah, it was uh, well, Cup Noodle right now was probably the book of 2006, yes. the trade paperback I'm, 2006. I'm one of the Eisner judges this year, and oh, I, am, I am going to go down there and I'm going <laughs> to fight Just with put it. Down. <laughs> 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 so awesome. you see them get nominated. That's all. That's all I was fighting for. Yeah, so 7-Eleven, did you read? Did you get a chance to read 7-Eleven? I have 7-Eleven. I've got the, 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 the car one. He fa- we found the Dotson one. Yeah, yeah, the Dotson one. The one about it's Dotson. It's still on Amazon. Yeah, that's yeah, where that's we got, where got it from. Yeah, from. Yeah. So I haven't read the Dotson one yet, but Sitting the 7-Eleven one was great. What's great about these books <laughs> is that it's fairly formulaic. There's a challenge, hence the name, Project X Challengers. And then a team's got to come together to do it. And what, is the, what does a team member always seem to say? We can do this. Or, yes, I will do this. <laughs> I will complete this task. And they pump their fists. Yeah, and then lightning strikes. Yes. Like, yeah. 7-Eleven wasn't as good as Cup Noodle, but it was still, it was still good. It was I, fun. Forward to it. I think it's really hard for anything to be as, as just good crazy as amount of fun as Cup Noodle. Yeah. But both those other books are great. Yeah. I gave my 17-year-old sister Cup Noodle. She loved it. She doesn't read. You know, she never <laughs> reads comics, but I, she loved it. I can't believe how good it was. I mean, I don't like manga. I don't like, you know, here I'm reading backwards, and it's doing the whole thing. I was doing the whole thing. Did it, it make awesome. your brain hurt? It made my it did make five yeah, it, 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 took, it takes a little getting used to at first. Yeah. The page is not so much the panels were. Yeah, that's what got. Yeah, because it's hard. You know, it's hard to. You know, you want to naturally do it. And it doesn't. I don't know. But um, in Seven Eleven, there's a great subtext about the first store. Did you read Seven Eleven, James? Oh, so, yes. Yeah, the guy who owns the first store was he was like it was a family liquor store, and he turned into a Seven Eleven, and and they used him as like a guinea pig to test all the different like you know like stock theories right. and stuff like that. And it was just like like you felt bad because he put like, triple mortgage just house <laughs> and like yeah just like all. And like I love how everybody it, in Japan. it gave you so much love for Seven yeah, Eleven. Like, totally when I'm in Japan, I'm shopping at Seven Eleven. I'm like gonna all get the some time. cup noodles. I'm gonna drive that Dotson. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I feel for these people. Well, the one thing we all did when we read Cup Noodle was we all immediately went out and, and ate Cup Noodle. I've been I've been eating Cup Noodle and nonstop. So been, have you gone to the Japanese? Uh, food store and gotten the Japanese cup noodle because it's no. different. Oh, really? Is it's it? It's different. And then if you go to the Hong Kong food stores, oh, they yeah? have a different kind of cup noodle. Interesting. And Korean cup noodles also. Wow. Different. Well, so, I thought it was interesting when I went to my own supermarket. They didn't actually have Nissan cup noodle. They had Marshawn. Oh, yeah. I, that's not the same. My, it's tough. It's tough. I know, but they have Mar- my bodega across the street has has, has Nissan. Nissan cup noodle. But yeah. Marshawn has like creamy Alfredo flavor and like jalapeno. Like they've gotten very far. The freeze drying has gotten so far advanced. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Your listeners are probably so sick of hearing. I know, about but they, they, they bought it. They're and talking. They know that they're at home. They're like, oh. I'm telling you, the cup noodle is the one book I will hand to anybody. Any any comic reader, if you read any sort of comic, anybody, no, anybody, no, 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 yeah, exactly. Old ladies love it. Yeah. <laughs> I was explaining to a woman at my at work, and she was yeah. she was very intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you don't understand. And they had to find the cup, and then they had to find the shrimp. The, <laughs> and the noodle, and they had to cook it right. Oh, it and then it was raw in the middle, and it was good outside. I can't wait for Dotson, though. Dotson looks like a good one. Because yeah. I was like, Dotson? I forgot Dotson existed. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's great. I, yeah, I, that one doesn't take place in Japan. It takes place oh. in America. Oh, interesting. That's how they broke the first Japanese car into, into America. Oh, but there's still Japanese and, guys motivated to, I will right, do this. Well, they, they <laughs> have to do this. It's like gung-ho. Because those Americans think our cars suck. Right, yeah. And we have to change America's perception of our cars. Well, I liked in 7-Eleven when they went to Texas for the training, yeah. when they were all excited to go to the 7-Eleven training, and they're like, you know, it's just like, it's like a bunch of a bunch of Japanese guys in, in the Midwest. Like, oh, it's great. They're great folks. Yeah, they're fantastic. Oh, so good. So what else should, what else should people read? What's been selling in the store? I, I'm so. trying to think of what other, like, yeah. completely wacky... It's uh, off the rails. I yeah, think. they're totally weird that you guys need to be reading. <laughs> Give me a minute. 
Well, in the meantime, <laughs> so if, uh, we've been really busy. And so if you guys have noticed, um, we just came back from the New York Con and where we're exhausted and I'm still, I'm still healing. Yeah, we're still a little tired. Um, we've gone from New York basically to San Francisco. Yeah, which is crazy. But um, So if you go to ifanboy.com and click on the video podcast or go to revision3.com slash ifanboy, you can see the New York Con video, which is 40 minutes of convention goodness. It's a special and, extra long episode. Yeah, exactly. And um, which we had a blast doing, and it was um, it was it was it was, it was good, fun. It was a good fun weekend. Wasn't and it? hopefully you get the same, so not the same, not the same because that would be boring, but right. similar sort of style treatment for San Francisco. Now the thing about San Francisco is that it's not going to come out this Wednesday, so it's no. going to come out the the following Wednesday. So in a week and a half, look for it on ifanboy.com. Because um, we need time to fly back to San Francisco and actually edit it and do the whole thing. Luckily, New York, we live in New York, so we were able to turn the video around that, that quickly and do it. Right. Um, so, yeah. This is also our first ever WonderCon, so we don't know what to expect. We're kind of, we're really excited about it. We're interested. Yeah, uh, we're, su- yeah we're super excited. It should be, it's done by the same people who do San Diego. So, it should, so everything we've heard is that it's got a very f- same feel as San Diego, but it's supposed to be a lot more chill, a lot more kind of, you know, relaxed type thing. So, um, we're psyched. So, Definitely. should be a good time. So um, you're also going to notice that, unfortunately, this is going to be a bit of a shorter show. Um, uh, we don't have any of the emails or the voicemails <laughs> with us because we're on the road. We've we got the mobile podcast studio going on. Yeah, we're in an office. Yeah, so, um, but we did have time for this one voicemail uh, that we got that we're kind of curious about. Hey, guys, it's uh, Josh. I, I, have, I haven't heard from either of you in a little while. No one's returning my calls or emails. So um, I, I, I read something about WonderCon and... Um, I mean, what's that about? Maybe, maybe you should let me know. You were spending a, an awful lot of time with Augie at the New York Con. Is, I mean, just just call me or something. Is there anything? I mean, what's up? All right, um, bye. Yeah, um, so we forgot to call Josh. Actually, to be truthfully whoops. honest, sorry. I thought Josh. you told him. I thought you told him. Oh, oh no. that's too bad. Wasn't Gordon supposed to tell him? Ah, oh. uh, so anyway, so Josh, we miss you. So anyway, but um, James is back and he's got a book for us. All right, so this is another book that came out last week. Yeah. Um, I know you, your listeners, there's probably a lot of Walking Dead fans. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, huge totally. Yeah, big um, Kirkman fans. Yeah. And there's probably some of those fans are also reading Invincible, and they should be because yeah. that's a fantastic book. Right. But there's also The Brit, which is another great Robert Kirkman book. Now, if you want to see Robert Kirkman working with Tony Moore, who drew the first book of Walking Dead, yep. right? And you want to see him working with a guy named uh, Rathborn, Greg Rathborn, I think it is? Cliff Rathborn. That's a great name. Right? And you want to see the like most a- violent, crazy, <laughs> over-the-top, outrageous book that those guys did, this is the book for you guys. What is, is it the, like a war book? What's or? the premise of this book? It's the most violent... It, so you can't tell the premise without okay. Okay, repeating all right, yeah. violent. It's violent... Military superheroic yeah. insanity, <laughs> and it's it's gorgeous. It's so much fun. It's a little bit like Godland yeah. in that it's it's got the dial turned beyond ten. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's almost over the top, but not. It's completely over the top. Okay. Don't even. Completely. Yeah, over the top. No, no, completely. Like, and let's it's, say violent again. <laughs> <laughs> Just for good so, measure. Yeah, <laughs> so if you like Robert Kirkman stuff, yeah. uh, these which are we some, do, these are some like. Uh, books that he did quite a while ago. Most yeah. of them came out before Walking Dead started, so a lot of folks don't know that they exist. Cool. And it just came out last week from Image Comics. Yeah. And they're rocking. So the tra- we're looking at the trade yeah, that came out. The trade so just came did, out. did this come out an issue for him? It came out in in like prestige uh, okay. Dark Knight format. Is it in the same universe as Invincible or? No. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Because that guy kind of looked like the well, guy. It, yeah. It it really yeah. it feels like a, a very prototypical. 
hyper violent. Nice. Hyper violent. Uh, it's got big robots. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. There's monsters. There's robots. There's lots of killing. I've got a list of things. That's pretty I can good. Buy now. My stack. I'm telling you, this is ridiculous. My stack <laughs> is awful. I just can't take it. I mean, like we're gonna have so much stuff to talk about other than the weekly books over the next couple of weeks. It's gonna be miserable. It's like it's like it's work now. It's like I've got to read all this oh, stuff. <laughs> no. Well, I bought Black Hole finally. Oh, what which did you think? Well, I haven't started it yet. I haven't even cracked Fantastic. it. I haven't even cracked it. Yeah, no. The creepiest book ever made. Yeah, I'm very excited yeah. for that. I've been meaning to get that. So, um, yeah, so emo. Yeah, which is yeah. good. You know, I like the emo. So um, awesome. Well, thank you, James, so much for this recommendation, yeah. and thanks yeah. for coming onto the show. We appreciate it. It's great to have you. And thank you for letting us thanks crash here, me. and for co-sponsoring the parties and all stuff like that. Oh, my letting God. us be, you know, be part and of those the. Those were great parties. Yeah, they were so much fun. Can you believe when that thing? Happened and I it was great. Was it was crazy. I'll see it all in the video. <laughs> my, so my replacement liver. <laughs> <laughs> really, I couldn't believe Adam Beach and stabbed a hobo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I'm telling you, Adam Beach. It's gonna be a good time. So, um, all right. Well, before we end up, we just gotta do some business. Um, so, this episode is brought to you by Comicall.com, which when you're not in San Francisco and shopping at Isotope, if you want to go online and go to Comicall, you can find the best comics there. Forty percent off all the trades from all the major companies. Yeah, and, books. and they, the shipping's really good. They ship them up nicely. And Neatly packed for you. We also do subscriptions for new books. Yeah, so it's a good, definitely go to comical.com. Tell my fanboy, my fanboy sent you. From um, their hole to your home. Yes, that's their that's their phrase. Isn't that a great low yeah. catchphrase? They've got a nice website. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they're good folks. So um, cool. So comical. Um, so yeah, like we said, we didn't have any emails or voicemails this week other than Josh's voicemail. But normally you can email us at contact at ifanboy.com. or you can call us at one eight hundred. Not not one eight hundred. You got it wrong now. That's a that's gay porn. One eight 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 fanboys, which is three two six two six nine seven. One eight 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 fanboys. And you can go to myspace.com and you can be our friend at myspace.com slash ifanboy and we're friends with James and Isotope and you can be friends with Isotope or as well. comicspace.com slash ifanboy. Also be our friend. There. Yes, and you can also go to dig.com or iTunes or Podcast Alley or Podcast Pickle and vote for us and do whatever the interactive things and say that you like the podcast because we like that you do that. And if you want, you can. Uh, send us a donation at ifanboy.com slash donations or go to the main page click on the front little box there and to help pay for the debauchery <laughs> not the debauchery <laughs> no the plane or, tickets <laughs> or if you want to buy some Sandman books and, and yeah. send them to Ron yeah, yeah exactly Ron Ron's got yeah. a lot of reading ahead of him <laughs> so uh, <laughs> nobody really resonated from last week from the challenge nobody was really like yeah well, you gotta gonna, read the they're Sandman waiting for you to screw up yeah, no, and you I, did. I tripped up didn't I damn it <laughs> anyway so um, alright so thanks for listening this week and, and pray that we get through the weekend so um, until next week I'm Ron I'm Connor and James <laughs> <laughs> alright Thank you.